Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh? I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without work is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh? Yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church just five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't saw nothing but you started trying to reach, huh? But after him who was able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Made it 
did this for. So, you know, hopefully, you know, it's only a few more days and the rest of the week. And I know, you know, with big boys blessing upstairs, we're going to make it the rest of the way. But with that, let me see as I... Just arrived. We know we heard his plane was circling the airport, so let me see if he's in touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Claiborne, are you with us? I, I am. I have touchdown. The eagle has landed. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, man. Welcome, welcome to the show, man. We definitely thank you for taking time out, man, and coming through and chatting with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, shoot, it's my pleasure, man. I'm a Texas boy. You know you're doing my kind of music. All right, very good. Yeah, I love it all, and and uh, we're trying to do what we do the very best we can. And, yeah, with God's help, we are uh, making some tracks, and uh, we are making some waves, and it's it's been a long road. It's been a long journey, but uh, it's it's worth all the time and effort. It's been a lot of fun. Well, it's a blessing for you to be able to do the journey. Absolutely. I'm glad to be alive and glad to be uh, uh, blessed and loved and then, too, you know, able to share and and, and sign my talents early on and, and uh, be able to express those talents. I think that's one of the most important things we can do. So uh, to see that, to, to be with that and uh, be kind of personify uh, blessings and, you know, going back to the talents parable where you're actually um, blessed with a certain amount of talent and that it's up to you to do the rest when you discover uh, where your passion is. So uh, uh, a lot of glory. All of it goes to God. So thank you very much for, for having us and, and doing what you do, too. Well, man, you said a mouthful two times, man, because a lot of people go through their whole lifetime and really not discover what their talent is or their passion. Yeah, I, 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 you know, <laughs> I don't know where I uh, heard it, whether it be in church or in school and in uh, athletics or uh, saw it. In- I lost you there for a minute, Jeff. Oh. Hmm. Don't know, don't know. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm still here with you. I had a good glitch in the phone there, but I'm still here with you. Oh, okay. Well, I was wondering. I'm just going to go play some music, but I'm glad you're back with us. Okay, um, sorry. sorry. No, I know you were you were saying, you know, whether you hear it in church or somewhere else, and I think that's when you kind of cut out right about there and we didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah the, the idea to, uh, to be able to follow your passion and, 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 and pray for patience in everything that you're doing I think uh, that has been uh, my greatest gift uh, that I can be thankful for uh, other than, you know, all all the necessary tools and and a great family and a lot of love in my life. Um, You know, patience and praying for patience every day to to keep moving on and see some growth in what you're doing 
and uh, live the life and just just keep on keeping on and, and live the best life you can. Yeah, that's that's powerful and good words for our listeners really to hone in and focus on. Jeff, you know, I got I got a lot of questions here lined up for you, man, but I got one that's not here and and uh as an artist and and you as an artist, man, I'm always curious because we all come into this industry a different ways. So I always like to ask the artists, how did you get involved in this? Where did Jeff come from? Were your parents I know I'm throwing all in that together. I mean, did you have music in the house? I mean, were you one of your parents and musicians? And when did you get by the bug, and how did you get bit by the bug? Yeah, my dad was a musician out of the University of Oklahoma. He was a, a music major um, there out of Norman, and then he also was a minister. So he was a minister of music, a pastor, a uh, youth minister in the church, and then he um, obviously directed the choir there as I was growing up through, you know, I was just starting to understand what things were about. I was growing up in the church, you know, and, and, and seeing the business of the church and getting to know uh, the music of the church. And I asked him, I went to rehearsals and just kept growing up and said, what are you doing there when you're, you're separating these people and you're flowing this way and flowing that way? And, and then, you know, to hear the final product on Sunday and, and see that everybody liked it, that was what I thought life was about. I thought that's how you expressed yourself. So music was in the house, obviously, and in the church, and uh, just grew up around it and thought that would be a great way to express myself. So I just kind of stayed with it, started, you know, the piano was a toy, just started banging around on it a little bit. And then my grandfather was a musician. He showed me a few chords and uh, just started to sing and started to try out and sing wherever I could. And it was just a, uh, something that was there from the beginning. I was also an athlete and had a lot of athletic friends. So football, as you know, is a religion in Texas. And <laughs> that was a big part of my life <laughs> yeah. as well growing up. I discovered the quarterback position at about fifth or sixth grade and never looked back. I just played uh, quarterback all the way through, uh, well, about two or three years in college in different capacities, but uh, music was always the first love and the way that I thought I was most successful in um, telling people how I felt, and then all of the lessons and uh, the uh, things about life that I wondered about uh, that I didn't know as a kid, I found in music. I found in Motown. I found, I learned about love, you know, through uh, Marvin Gaye and through uh, Teddy Pendergrass and, and Lionel Richie and and Michael Jackson, and, and just uh, to where I went, it was my library, it was that, that uh, those, those tapes. And, and I would run away from home sometimes, scare my, my parents to death, just to go sit in the creek somewhere and, and get out of school and just sit and play hooky and play my tapes in the creek and sing along with everybody from Billy Joel to, <laughs> my goodness, there's so many influences, you know, Johnny Cash and folk, folk artists and Waylon Jennings and, uh, anything. We got all kinds of music in Texas. <laughs> you know, you said, I just heard you say creek, man. City people don't know nothing about no creek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you might call it a creek or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's yeah. different. And, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so, that's, I remember just, just retreating 
down into the creeks uh, around my house. I would just escape and run away and hide. And I just remember there being a bunch of creeks, and and that was my that was my refuge. <laughs> streams, well, that's, that's streams. Awesome. <laughs> Mine was kind of similar because when I left Texas, uh, probably like lot lot probably before you were born, even you know, either it was um, uh, play music, play sports, or pick cotton. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. So I ended up with I ended up with the music because I found out I wasn't no good at picking cotton. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, that's my mom was a farm girl too. So I, I grew up on a on a farm. I got a song called Acres of Sunshine that is that kind of is about that song and or about that life and about looking back and trying to get back to those days of of being on the farm and kind of being free and out in the open in the fields and all that. So uh, you draw, you draw, you draw from that for your art and for your, your job and for your career. That's what I was saying at the beginning. I hope that, that people, and it's never too late to change and never too late to begin to live the life that you were born to live. It's uh, um, you, you draw, from your childhood, you draw from your past, uh, good or bad, and communicate that to people. You know you're kind of on the right track. Uh, I think that's that's the beautiful thing about following Christ or following your heart um, is that you are always living a full life. And, uh, you know, future is bright if you follow your heart. That's what I always say. Right. I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, so tell us a little bit, tell your channels here, tell us a little bit about your, your new album. Yeah, it's exciting to finally uh, get this album uh, to the public. You know, I've been writing songs for a long time, and I've been in the music industry and the entertainment industry for a long time. And uh, I've been, uh, I was a duo with my brother for a while. I was in and out of everything from R&B bands to to jazz singing on the uh, California coast, always looking for where I might fit in, where my my voice or my persona fit in. And so these are a collection of thoughts and songs and ideas uh, over a good period of time because that first record kind of, you know, tells you where the artist is coming from. And then record number two and number three kind of shows you a stamp, a, a stamp in time of where the artist is or was, and that's why I like to go back and listen to full albums in their narrative, you know, uh, uh, of that year of where the artist was. And this one is very accurate for me. It, it is uh, a little bit of everything on this record. I've got a little bit of a uh, uh, southern rock blues, like an Almond Brothers. I've got some um, some bluegrass sounding uh, music. I've got a uh, one I call it kind of a radio cut called Caddy in the Campground that has a video and it's just a a lot of fun and a crazy idea. And then uh, you know some ballads and, and then a, a gospel song that that I hope does well, which we've just uh, are starting to release here for the fall. And and then uh, you know some uh, uh, story songs about just uh, having great friends and good times going by and, and how sometimes uh, time can get lost in music and in hanging out with good people. Right. Sounds good. 
We got one of your songs queued up here. You know, we got I Reckon. We're going to play that for our listeners. Oh, good. And we're going to come back and talk about that. Beautiful. Everybody put your ears on this. Mr. Jeff Claiborne with I Reckon. I did my homework every night I went to college once or twice Still I ain't the sharpest knife in the kitchen drawer Every time I went astray I always heard my daddy say Boy, you can't forget the work you were put here for Wiser men than me should preach Still I got something I can teach These are things that I found I'm just passing them on down There's a kinder word to say A better way to pray I reckon Open every smile Loving every child I reckon The higher up you climb The bigger hills you find I reckon That's what my Daddy said, I reckon. I got a job and bought a truck. I found a girl who shook me up. We turned these bricks into a loving home. Bills come and babies cry. We make up after every fight. Dad always said. Life ain't like a TV show Wiser men than me should preach Still I got something I can teach These are things that I found I'm just passing them on now There's a kinder word to say A better way to pray I reckon Open every smile Loving every time
Thank you, Dad. Yes, I reckon with Mr. Jeff Claiborne, man. That was fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely um, talks about something, something important. Yeah, it, uh, Grant Malloy Smith wrote that song. He is a buddy of mine that I've met through the Indie Collaboration, which is a uh, extraordinary group out of uh, New York and L.A. and really all over the United States. And we get together from time to time and celebrate the diversity in music, the diversity in uh, being um from all over the place. The Indie Collaborative is a collaborative from all over the world, and people are joining uh, each week. And it is a, kind of a support network, but more than that, even a, uh, uh, a friend network where we get together and talk about the, the difficulties of, uh, of being uh, an artist and, and what an artist's life is like. And, and uh, Grant, and I were getting ready for a show, and he said, I want to play a new song, and I'm thinking about doing it for the show, and I want to see what you think. And I said, we're doing that one. <laughs> Please do that one and let me sing harmony on it. And we uh, sang it in front of some folks and lifted the room. The room just uh, lifted for me and I think for some others too, and I uh, asked him to record it. And, and uh, he's graciously allowed me to, to uh, record the song and put it on my record. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic, man. That, that's great, man. It's a great, great sounding song, and I know uh, you'll have great success with that. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's about kind of an ode to being, being a parent. You know, you it comes back to the end of the song, and you're talking a little bit more about, wow, I guess I really was listening to my dad. I was, cause I'm saying the same I'm saying the same things as he was saying and teaching some of the same lessons and it's uh, kind of one of those all comes back in a circle, you know. You know, in and, 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 and a good way, Jeff, you know, the fact that you can collaborate with so many different artists uh, all over the world is a lot different than it, it used to be. It used to be a little, you know, a little harder to work. Um, you know, I mean, that's one of the good things about the Internet. It made it, you know, possible to reach out and, you know, network with uh, different artists, different producers, different writers, and stuff. Um, Man, that's it, it it, is. I guess. That's like, a, yeah, it is. That's the best part of it is the uh, network. Yeah, that's and the, the best part that of you it, can make. You know, <laughs> right. you know, you know, the bad part of it is the way that it's been. You know, kind of really uh, kind of mess with the record industry. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, there was a time where people would have to come out and really uh, uh, see Jeff play and sing, you know, and you were judged solely by your live performances and, and what you did now. But, you know, with the Internet, a lot of times, you know, um, you know, the A&R people and larger record companies, they want to look at your views and see how many likes and hits you got um, mm -hmm. before they even listen to you and check you out as an artist. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, that's so true. You know, and I like to, I'm a big uh, music history guy, and I like, and really entertainment, show business, film. And um, I like to think of it as the old vaudeville days now. You know, the, the record deal is so different, you know, for anybody that gets in with a, um, a record company or 
one of the bigger, more funded, whether really banked uh, record companies. Um, it's a different relationship than it ever was. And I think it does change, you know, every decade it goes through uh, kind of a metamorphosis and, and kind of comes out on the other end, depending on the style of the artists, the um, style of the A&R groups and everything. But I like to think of it right now as we're starting over. Uh, when radio just began and before radio uh, hit, uh, we're we're vaudeville now. We're we have to get around. You've got to get out and play. You've got to go out and see the world as it really is. It's not on your phone. It's really not on TV. It's uh, you know sometimes it's expressed in art and in film. And there's there's times where there's some truth out there. But you've got to go search for the truth as an artist. You need to travel. You need to get out and go sing to the people, whether you're singing from a corner or you're singing on a stage in an arena somewhere. You just have to go out and communicate and be able to bring it to the stage. Yeah, that's true. That is so very true. You can't just you gotta sit show in up. the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't just sit in the studio and make music and think that's all of it because, it, you know, it really isn't. Well, if you yeah, and we're not making money. We're not making a lot of money. Not, not very few of us are are making you know really any any money to go out and buy homes and and plan a future and invest and do that kind of stuff. We are making art now. So you know, like in the old days, it was about just going out and doing it for the love of art and uh, fame and all of that was a very different thing. So. I like the Internet. I think that uh, there's a lot of information out there, but with information comes misinformation. And I think that art and honest artists, whether you're painting, writing a book, singing, playing jazz, playing um, an an instrument, you are looking for truth. And it's not all, you know, it's not all truth out there on the Internet. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) Or actually, it's more misinformation. Right. Definitely it's just as hard to find now. You have to get face-to-face, and I, that's what my music and my art is about, is spend time with the people that you love and, and be present, be in the moment, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, don't try to do seven things at one time because you're missing out on a lot of beauty. <laughs> so that's what I hope. My music, my music comes from that place. I hope that it says that. Yeah, well, um, hey, listen, so far, I'm sure, I'm sure it does. Tell us a little bit Thanks. about a good, a good bar attender because I don't want to think that was about an alcoholic that attended the bar. <laughs> right. So, good bar attender was the first song that uh, I brought to Chuck Ebert, who is the producer on this record, and uh, we we were. Uh, Impressed with the song I had it in the pocket for a while Wrote it with a good friend of mine um, um, Doug Allen Wright Here in Fort Worth Texas And uh, it was a novelty song It was something about You know for for me Good bar attender is just about that Going out Having fun Yeah the saloons are fun You know going out and, and seeing live music In venues and Having a drink or two and tipping well, um, you know, it's it's fine to 
to put your phone in the air and, and uh, record where you are and communicate with your friends. I understand that. I, I know that a lot of people do a lot of that in a lot of different ways, but a good bar attender is one of those that just is responsible, takes a good ride home, and just is a good, fun, sing-along song about being present, being in the moment, and it just happens to take place in a saloon. <laughs> well, be, well, yeah. <laughs> it, it could be anywhere, you know, but uh, we named the title of that uh, record that we have now called Good Bar Attender because this one goes out to the good bar attenders. We got the people that go out and make friends and that are friendly and uh, just have fun, good-natured, good-natured fun. That's what it's about. All right, then. Okay, everybody, this is Good Bartender, Mr. Jeff Claiborne. So, like I'd like to say, you know, let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ear on this.
girl, Miss Drama Ganza? Mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K. Diddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah. Yeah, everybody, we back <laughs> with our guest today, Mr. Jeff Claiborne. Yes, boy, I'm a good bartender. <laughs> yep, I like to say I am too. I've been uh, been a good bar attender for a while now. Well, Jeff, it looks like you got so many different things um, going to you, going for you. Um, I know you got your music going, and you got some uh, charitable involvements going on too. So tell us, our listeners, a little bit about that. Yeah, that's the best part of uh, kind of being in public, performing, uh, being on stage, being a little bit more visible um, to the public, you know. And, and music has always been a platform to uh, stand up for the less fortunate, stand up for people who need help. Um, uh, it's 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 always been inclusive uh, for me. And I want to be inclusive for everyone else that uh, is interested in in this this journey, interested in this project and this company, and, and what the kind of music they were putting out. I want to, you know, do shout outs for uh, Ronald McDonald House. I want to do shout outs for Variety and for uh, children's charities. And um, I go as far as uh, making sure that people are aware of pet adoptions. Uh, even in their towns, you know, pets, dogs, animals are are fun for me. Always have been. You always learn so much from from having a, a great uh, friend as a pet, as a an animal that you're taking care of, and it's even more special when you go and save them and um, realize every day when you when you look at them that you've actually uh, made their life meaningful and saved them from a horrific situation. Same way with children. So you know. I'm looking for ways to give around the world. I'll always do that. That's part of my heritage, part of my family, part of what I learned growing up in the church. And any way I can give back, uh, it's my way of applause. It's my way of uh, trying to, to to communicate what's going on. You know, we got this is a it's a wild time in, in American history and in world history right now. This yeah. is a this is going to yeah. be a really dense. Dense time. We're trying to make it through this technology uh, growth phase here, and 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 it's crazy right now. So um, any good, any encouragement, all of the the good things. Um, you know, it's Philippians four four. It's one of my favorite passages that just talks about meditate on the beauty, meditate on good things, uh, find good things in life. You're gonna be happier, you're going to be able to communicate a little bit more clear, and you're just going to have better people around you. So I love being around volunteers and people that are trying to make a difference like that. So that's what that's all about. Yeah, well, that's where the power comes from. That's where the magic comes from because, you know, there there are so many, uh, should I say, takers and, and negative people. And when I say takers, I mean, they drain your energy. I mean, they just – yeah. Take take your sunshine from you, and you you try to figure out why, and and then if you step back and take a look at them, and then you realize that uh, a lot of it is self inflicted. Yes, yes, yeah. Not able to generate their own, and have not been shown the light. So 
so they're not able, in my view, to get out and go find it for themselves and within themselves. So they tend to lash out at people who might be experiencing some of that goodness, some of that joy, some of that um, love that uh, they are needing, wanting more of, you know, or, 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 you know, sometimes it's greed. Sometimes it's just a clinical stuff going on in the brain where we're not eating right and not taking care of ourselves. And, yeah, and they, they tend to grab on and then want to diminish good for some reason, that that might help get it into their life. And I'm here to, <laughs> to say and spread the message that you've got to find it within. You can't go draining and trying to get it out of other people. It's just uh, not what I have learned in my life. Well, I think first and foremost, um, people should learn how to get out of their own way. Yeah, isn't that right? Yeah. You know, if they learn how to get out of, get out of their own way, you know, they won't block their blessings. Because right. I feel like the reason they can't, you know, do the things that they really want to do or the things that they're jealous of, envious of you doing, they could do themselves if they could just simply learn how to get out of their own way. Yeah, and I went through it. I had to get out of my own way. I had to let myself thrive. I had to allow the goodness to come in and allow to be more expressive and get away from my shyness and my uh, thinking my vote doesn't matter or my opinion doesn't matter or that smile that I put on the street or the little acts of kindness don't really matter. I had to get out of my way and think, no, that's where I'm growing. That that will be where I grow, and then one day I'll be able to express it fully and maybe maybe at a stronger and better level. So that's my ministry. You know, music can be a ministry, and um, I looked at ministry for a long time too. Uh, a number of times did some interviews and looked into that that path. And um, you are ministering. Music. That's what you're doing now. Yeah. That's what you're doing so, now. Yeah. So. So I, I got that message and uh, said, okay, well, then it'll be a little bit more secular and it'll be a little bit more in advertising and marketing and the uh, uh, media side of things, but that's okay. Well, I tend to think you're ministering now. You just you just took your um, you just took your congregation on a larger scale. You took your church on a larger scale. You know, you took it out of a building. You know, people can hear it. They can hear your message. Well, thank you for that. Thank you very much. That's, um, I, think that's, I appreciate I think that's e- I think that's equally as important. And, and in some way, somehow, I, I think even with this show that, that I do, hopefully somewhere, you know, we're touching some people and we're giving them some positivity, some insight, and even that little kick in the butt, you know. Um, yep. Get up, you know. You know, it's 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 a big world out there. You know, it's a it's a beautiful world out there. And no matter what trials and tribulations you you're going through, you know, uh, there's a, always a better way to handle it. You know, and and you just gotta look for it. Yep, you got you are doing it. You and your team are doing it. I could hear it in your intro and hear it in your voice and in your spirit. So, so thank you, absolutely. I'm from over there in Paris, uh, Sherman, Texas. I know you know where that is. Yeah, of course. Been through many times. <laughs> some shows there, and 
uh, that is, I love East Texas. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's prettier that as you go east in Texas. If you if you ask me, it's more like uh, green and pine trees and uh, more nature, more rain. Uh, but uh, you know, all of Texas is interesting. But I, I love that. So that's that's where you grew up, huh? Yep, yep. I come from this little this little one horse town. Maybe they got two horses now. Um, this little two horse <laughs> town called Bonham. <laughs> Bonham, B O N H A M. Bonham, Texas. That's where I was born. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's still there, man. I've driven through Bonham, and I guess yep. uh, probably uh, named after a guy named John Bonham, one of the John one of the Bonham, heroes. That's of, what it is. Yeah, one of the heroes of the Alamo and that whole. That whole struggle there as we were going through independence there for Texas. So it's a great story. It's a great state. Yeah. It's a great state to grow up in. It really is. Yeah, I, mean, I, I built a home down there a few years ago. I just haven't had the opportunity to, to <laughs> spend the night in it yet, but I built a home there. <laughs> um, you know, and I tell everybody too, Jess, you know, uh, being here on the West Coast, uh, the food is just not like it is in Texas, man. A watermelon no. tastes like a watermelon there. Cabbage tastes like cabbage. Corn tastes like corn. All the veggies taste like they're supposed to. And then when you come this way, I understand because of the population and, you know, the uh, water shortage, and you know, and all that little stuff. And, you know, they import a lot of fruit and veggies from Mexico, and they harvest the stuff, and it's not right. It's not ready. I mean, the food just doesn't taste as good here as it does that way. I agree. I agree. I'm telling you, Texas right now is booming. Uh, I've spent time out in uh, the West Coast, too. lived in San Luis Obispo, where there are you know, a lot of, is a lot of farming. Uh, there are a lot of vineyards now. Uh, that must be true because they're bringing up food from Mexico because a lot of the farmers have given up and, and in a way sold their farms or sold their their cropping to the wine industry. And now uh, I go up there and it's all grapes, you know. I mean, you got strawberries going down uh, through Ventura and going down to Santa Barbara there uh, and uh, Santa Santa Margarita, or Santa, Santa Maria, I can't remember, it's where, oh, uh, around where Michael Jackson used to live, but anyway, uh, but it's mostly yeah. grapes now, it's, it's industry, you know, uh, that's California's industry. Yep, we, we just don't have it, I mean, and, and, and the people out here, they, they, they're so programmed, and I'm basically country, a lot of my friends say, how could you still be country, you've been out here a while, but, you know, <laughs> I just have... Though I still have those ways, and I'm actually, you know, uh, uh, proud of them because people out here they they eat to get full. They don't eat because the food is good, and 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 mm-hmm. there's a difference, you know. They don't they don't have right. a, a taste, so they eat to get full. They live in this fast pace, and then they have to take all these other kind of nutrients because the the food is starved of any kind of you know nutrients whatsoever. So now you got to take all these other kind of vitamins and stuff to try to make up for what you're not getting in food. So yes. I'm like, what what are you doing? You know? Yeah, I missed that too. I was in California. That comfort food that we have here, the turnip greens, the um the the catfish, uh, the fried chicken, the uh you know, chicken cooked all kinds of different ways. Fort Worth and Houston probably have the best steak, best uh beef 
in the world. I've traveled around and tried to find better steak. Uh, you know, it's just, you're right, it's just about taste and about comfort food and how we share our meals and how we, we do things, yeah. you know. It's a great thing about America. You can really get and be where you need to be uh, for a lot of different reasons. America is so diverse. That's what I love about it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, and even more so because we can get there a whole lot quicker now. <laughs> yeah, a lot right. quicker. I wish we, yeah, I wish we had the speed trains though, man. I'm still, still wondering why we hadn't got that rail to rail speed train speeding from uh, you know west coast to east coast. Because uh, I know they're redoing the LAX there, and and they're they're working on the infrastructure, but that's something we kind of missed the boat on. We got a lot of tech in this in this country, but man, we need some speed trains Maybe now. Maybe if they could figure out how to do it without taking money out of the freight industry and and without taking money out of the shipping industry, if they could figure out how to do that, I think they'll get it done. Well, it is uh, the thing about democracy and the way we do things is things get done slowly. Uh, Everybody has to vote. Everybody has to agree. and. And uh, we got all our surprises going on, but you're right. But we are smart enough to figure that out and to move people more efficiently. We are growing. There's plenty of room in America for uh, people coming in that need a better place to live. There's, it's a, we've always been that way. Uh, yeah, there needs to be a process. I agree. But there's plenty of room in the West and in the middle of the country. It's just kind of tough to get there. I mean, uh, you know, and I, I really think about that a lot. But, you know, I love to travel, so I'm always thinking about how to move people and move myself. <laughs> I want well, to see it too. all, man. <laughs> yeah, me too, because I remember as a young man, uh, should I say a little boy, uh, coming from Texas to California and back and forth, you know, we didn't have nothing but the Greyhound or, or a car if you had a car. But, you know, the yep. Greyhound bus was it. Right. Right, and it's a long way. It's a, it's a long ride through the deserts and through the west. It's a beautiful drive, but yeah, I, I do the same thing, man. We got that in common, going back and forth, California and Texas. I've always, I've always said, you know, they are sister, sister states. You know, the size and the, uh, uh, the way that um, we look for life and the way we we really enjoy beauty, and um, it just is a, a shame that we're. You know, politics can be so different and so divisive these days, but we're really a lot closer than some of our leaders and some of these, the media and people are, are beginning to say that we got, we're got we so far apart. I don't believe that. I think that we're really, really close. It's just our language right now. So uh, I pray about I think that. If they could, I, think, I think if they could figure out how to surgically remove greed – uh, a lot would get done a whole lot faster. <laughs> Isn't that right, man? Uh, think about that yeah. movie, uh, Wall Street, when uh, Michael Douglas said, Greed. Oh, of course, yeah. he was yeah. a bad guy. But he's like, Greed is good. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, uh, you know, he was crazy. He was so funny. But uh, you're right. It's not. It's not uh, It's not where we should be. You talk about the difference between greed and love. And just industry and money and business is all you care about. And, just uh, you know, uh, inflation and all the economy uh, 
different uh, determinants of economy and all that, then then that's one thing. But we 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 are deeper than that. We care about family and love and and morality, and we have these really great values uh, in, in America. And there's just so much more going on. But boy, greed gets in the way. It just mm, not it's not growth. It's 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 a distraction. Well, I think if a lot of these people out in the world had our upbringing, you know, a lot a lot of kids don't know what a hayride is. They don't know what playing baseball with rocks and a stick is. You know, I think if a lot of people had to experience some of those things coming up and uh, going to church, uh, you know, at an early age, you know, participating like that. Because I did the same thing. My my aunt was a keyboardist in church, so I, I was oh, there yeah. whether I wanted to be there or not. And um, mm-hmm. I can count the times that I had to sit there with uh, uh, chewing gum on my nose, you know, for uh, <laughs> chewing gum in church, you know what I mean? Right. So, but 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 I remember all those times, and you know, and and you know, and I, and that kind of should I say mold us to be who we are today, and, and I'm blessed for that, you know. In spite of yeah. all the craziness, I think I'm kind of like a humble person, and, and I know you are too. So. Yeah, we did. We got a lot of good upbringing here in Texas, and uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of good places to be brought up. But the world has changed. We got to get through this tech this tech phase here, man, where we're trying to connect electronically and digitally, and uh, figure out uh, how to be a little bit more in the moment. And I hope that music uh, and the the arts and some of the expressions that we do so well. I mean, from blues to rock and roll to the R&B and uh, the great lyric that we've come up through with through the ages uh, comes back and brings us to that more humble attitude of just being in the moment and not trying to be, you know, six, seven different places at one time. I think that's the distraction, but we're all going to have our opinion about that. So (laughs) take time to smell the roses. We got another one. We got another one queued up here for you too, and I want to definitely make sure we get to, get our listeners on this one too. Uh, man, you, great. the show just go time go by so fast when you're having a great conversation <laughs> with great people. Um, we got hard way to go uh, queued up here too, so we definitely want to get our listeners to put their ear on that one too. So we talk about that. This is hard way to go, everybody, and this is another joint by Mr. Jeff Claiborne. Put your ear on this one. You know the drill. Mama taught me about the Bible Daddy taught me about the bottle And I learned a thing or two alone The lies made me struggle Truth made me humble And fighting feels like grinding on a stone Unless you live like Jesus lived Some sins are hard to forgive
got to make those right choices, and that and sometimes it, they're they're really tough choices to to go the right way, and and you and I both know what the right way is. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so true, so true. Jeff, you know how to cook? Yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm not a great cook. My mom was good enough cook to uh, take care of all that for me, but I I tried to pay attention. I'm not as good a cook as my brother, but uh, okay. I do love good food. Well, let me, you know, we got to the last couple minutes of the show, but I just wanted to run that out there to you. And the reason that I asked that uh, I have a show in production right now, and I'm going to talk to you about it a little later off the air, but it's called Cooking with My Homies, which is a celebrity-based cooking show. Yeah. And, uh, I'm featured, and I'm sh- and I'm shooting a pilot. I'm seeing shoot the six pilots, and I have celebrities representing each genre, you know, R&B, uh, hip-hop, uh, gospel, country, jazz, and rock. So, um, right. I'm just listening to talk to you, man. I, I like your spirit. So I don't know if you'd be interested in, in representing, you know, the country genre. I know you tour, and the whole purpose of this show is the artist is out on the road to get tired of the McDonald's stuff. They don't mind going in there and cooking what their mama taught them or their grandmama taught them. I mean, that's <laughs> oh, what the yeah. show is. That's what the show is all about, you know. And we Love feature it. the artists playing whatever their song is, and then we talk about their career and stuff, and you know, we transition uh, into the kitchen and. You know, let the artists, you know, make their mama spaghetti or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I like my mom put I like the, uh, Yeah, my mom put a cookbook together that uh, I could share with you. So I'd be happy. I'd be happy to do that. That's a great idea. That's a winner, man. Yeah, the show is called Cooking with My Homies. So um, definitely, uh, we'll definitely be talking to you about that one, though. So we're working on that as we speak. Um, Because a lot of artists, you know, they they get tired of that stuff, man They don't mind going in there But, you know, a lot of your fans, you know, they want to see what you do They want to see what you eat, you know Outside of hearing your music, they want to know You know, it kind of makes them have a little more, you know, a personal attachment Where you get to have a fan that's out there Get to come up on stage and, you know, help you put together something So it's going to be fun, it's going to be nice So, yeah so I definitely like put that I on the like schedule, and I, and I have my people get in touch with your people, so we could uh, definitely go ahead and knock it down for That's you. That's a great uh, idea, man. There's there's plenty of room for that on TV, and that sounds like some good, fun, honest programming. And like you say, it uh, makes everything personal. You can always tell a lot about people about what they grew up eating and what they eat and what they cook and make for themselves. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, man, listen, I want to thank you so much for coming and joining us, man, and I know we're going to be in touch soon, and I feel like I got a new friend today. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, and I definitely hope our listeners enjoyed us and been able to take a little something that we said and enhance their lives and go out and smell the roses and definitely, definitely, definitely go out and give Mr. Jeff Claiborne support and, and get his music. Go out and check it out. You won't be disappointed. Thank you very much. I yeah. appreciate it. I had a lot of fun today, and I love I love talking like this, man. It's a, it's a great way to be, and I really felt like we were in the moment, man. So thank you for getting me there today. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. And, and we're going to be in touch, man. Much love and respect. Sounds great. I'll, uh, I'll be looking forward to it, man. Have a great week. Everybody out there, have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. Love those around you, man, and uh, take care of yourself. Will do. 
Mr. Jeff Claiborne, everybody. If you missed the show from the beginning, you'll be able to hear it in its entirety in about two minutes. You'll be able to get to hear everything, so you have no excuses. Come back next Wednesday, same time. I am Indy. You can check us out, worldmovement.com, iHeartRadio. Matter of fact, Amazon, Alexa, you can get it everywhere. So, you know, if you don't know, ask your mama, ask your daddy, ask your daddy, ask the neighbor across the street at the gas station. But somebody know how to hear the show. So check it out. Yeah.